Hello and welcome to the three myths about music scholarships. I'm your host, Stephen McCandless. It's probably not news to you that college costs are continuing to rise, or that student loan debt has become a common talking point in our country. Many parents are wondering just how they'll pay for their kids' college education, and many kids wondering that too. So naturally, as parents, we try to find ways to help cover these costs. And our first look at the dizzying array of the many scholarships available can leave us feeling overwhelmed, and rightly so. The majority of scholarship websites really aren't much more than long, long lists of links to all the possible scholarships. You could scroll and scroll and scroll through all of those listings and links until your eyesight goes blurry. And by the way, whose high school student has the time, the willingness, the stamina, the attention span to scroll through all of those scholarship listings, identify viable opportunities, and then follow through with all the scholarship applications necessary? And if they don't do it, who does? Mom? Not in our house. But there is a better way to go about this search for music scholarships, and I'll share that with you at the end of this short podcast. But now, let's talk about the first of three big myths about music scholarships. Myth number one is that only the best music students in high school get music scholarships to college. Let's set the record straight. A high school musician does not have to be the best of the best to get a music scholarship to college. Besides, being the best is all relative, isn't it? If your kid is the fifth chair in an orchestra of 500, he or she might be as good as or better than a first chair in an orchestra of 50. Please don't let yourself or your child assume that he or she just isn't good enough for a music scholarship without first hearing this truth. College music departments need students. College music directors and college music chairs are responsible for maintaining and growing their music programs. This means that if your high school student has good music experience, there may be colleges who are not only interested, but actively searching for someone who plays the instrument your child plays, and they may have scholarship money to offer. Now, of course, there is a group of colleges with very famous and very prestigious music departments who, because of their names and reputations alone, tend to attract the very best of the best to their programs without offering really many scholarships at all, if any. These schools are exceptions to the rule. Most college music programs in the United States are hungry for new music students and have music scholarship money to offer. So how do college music faculty and recruiters find high school musicians to recruit in the first place? Up until the COVID-19 pandemic, college music faculty would commonly attend multi-school competitions and summer camps. But even before those were canceled due to the coronavirus, college music faculty and recruiters could really only attend a certain number of these events every year. Like most of us, they have limits on their time and their travel budgets. It's been very difficult, even in normal circumstances, for college music recruiters and faculty 
to put in enough time on the recruiting trail. Now, do you remember a few moments ago when I said there was a better way to go about this? Here it is. Recruiting activity is moving online. Now, college music faculty and recruiters can simply log into performingartsscholarships.com and search for high school musicians by location, graduation year, and instrument played, and can watch the performance videos that students have included in their musician profiles online. And by the way, recruiters really value performance videos. This new approach makes recruiting work so much easier and so much more efficient for college music faculty. For example, if Alex, a cello instructor at a college in Georgia, knows she needs three cellists for next semester, she can search the database at performingartscholarships.com for high school cellists and watch their performance videos and select scholarship candidates. What this means for your high school student is possibly the end of the mind-numbing scrolling through page after page of website listings for scholarships and getting hassled by you to fill out a bunch of applications. Instead, your student can create an online profile for this recruiter's database and update it whenever they want to, like when they have a new performance video to share. What this means for you as a parent is a new possibility that a music scholarship will help pay for your child's college education. Remember, colleges need music students. They're under some pressure to attract them. They have a great new tool in this database from performingartscholarships.com, which makes their recruiting efforts easier. So make sure your high school musician gets in that recruiter's database as soon as possible and let the recruiters come to you. Well, that's all for this first podcast about the three myths about music scholarships. Join me for the next episode in which I'll dispel that pernicious myth number two, that to get a music scholarship, you'll have to be a music major because that is just not true. Thanks for listening. The Three Myths About Music Scholarships is presented by PerformingArtsScholarships.com. Scholarships.com.